the college football experience, coaching hot seat, and Nick Saban's parody comments, and more episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. How great is that? That's sleeper.com slash SGP. Uh, we're also brought to you by us. Yes. The SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts that is free to grab in the app store or Google play store. So grab that thing today and let it ride. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr. And you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome, welcome to the college football experience. Coaching hot seat, Nick Saban parody comments, and more. We got some fan mail questions. My name is Colby Swinging Database Dead, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick, this is a pick. Nobody knows nothing. Somebody knows. Double the price, but no one touches Dundee. Yes, I mean, look, we're at the end of, I mean, middle of May, I guess. College football is right around the corner, folks. All right. It's right around the corner. We got you covered on the college football experience as this. And and let's be honest, this has been the craziest offseason ever. I've been, I've been like a hardcore college football fan since like 1993. And uh, I can never recall an offseason this fucking crazy. All right. Uh, just an absolute, uh, just a, a crazy off season. We got a lot of things to talk about. I wanted to do a coaching hot seat episode and, and kind of project what I think could happen in this upcoming season looking into next year. Uh, but also like there's tons of uh, Saban, you know, uh, has, has uh, made some, some big statements. The transfer portal is, is happening. There's some scheduling things happening. College football is uh, is definitely alive and kicking this off season. So, uh, looking forward to getting in there and talking all this stuff with you. Please, if you can, also share this thing. Tell a friend. Trying to grow the college football experience. So, if you can, come on, man, just hop on there. We are on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. So, please reach out to us and let us know any questions. Fire them away. We will answer them on air at some point. If you if you if you shoot us some questions. We are also now live on YouTube, so check us out the College Football Experience on YouTube. What's not to like there? Uh, so subscribe to that as as you know the season's going to continue to to heat up. And guess what? I will be breaking down all 131 FBS college football teams as we'll go on on a solo episode for each and every college football team in the FBS. We will also have an FCS episode. We do not discriminate. 
but yeah, I mean, last year we had a lot of good experts come in that cut that are perhaps closer to the, uh, the university than myself had Mark Johnson, the play-by-play guy on talking Colorado buffs had, I mean, I can go on and on and on about each, each guest we've had on that, that covers, you know, each team and a lot of them cover it for their, for their, you know, that's how they make their living. So we will have you covered on uh, all 131 FBS teams. That's going to kick off in June as, and we'll go over the win totals on every single team in the land. Um, but yeah, let's just hop right into this. Um, it's, it's like, where should I start is, is the, is the real question here. I'm going to say, let's start off with Nick Saban's comments. So if you were, you know, busy all weekend watching, you know, the, the USFL subscribe to the USFL gambling podcast or the NHL playoffs, subscribe to the NHL gambling podcast or the NBA uh, playoffs, subscribe to the NBA gambling podcast. So perhaps maybe you missed this headline here where Nick Saban was on Paul Feinbaum show on sec network uh, where Nick Fabens or Nick Fabian, Nick Fabian, where Nick Saban said, uh, one of the things I like to see us uh, be able to work back to is everything in college football used to have parody. Those are the, those are the words of, of Nick Saban on, uh, on Paul Feinbaum show. And I know, you know, some people have uh, ridiculed that, but I, I do think he's got a point. I I also think he might be the reason why it's it's not much of a point, but maybe that was out of his control. I'm not sure. We will see. But uh, I, I I want to address this because I think what he's trying to say is uh, first off, you know, when he was coming up, remember he was the the head coach of like the Toledo Rockets in like the midnight like '92, I think it was, before he took a, a defensive coordinating job with the Cleveland Browns and. I think what he's trying to say is it, it used to be a little more diverse all across. I, I quickly pulled up some numbers here on uh, so from 1990 to 2005, which was when Nick Saban was at uh, Toledo in the early nineties and then Michigan state in the late nineties and then LSU in the early two thousands, there were count them here. Uh, I believe the answer would be uh, that would be what uh, seventeen different national champions. Now some of that is be, they shared national championships, but they also didn't play each other. Which I guess you could make the point in the in the uh, in the so from ninety to two thousand five, fifteen years when he started out coaching in college football, there was a lot of different parity. There were there really was. You had national championships from okay the West Coast, um. USC won a national championship in that, in that era. Uh, Colorado won a national championship. Uh, Washington won a national championship and, and pretty and these teams pl- became really, really close to winning national. And that's Arizona state and UCLA, at least playing for national championships. Uh, so that's five teams there on the West. Then you, you jump over to uh, the middle of, well, obviously Colorado was in the big eight at the time or the big 12, yeah, big eight when they won the uh, national championship. But then you go to the middle of the country and you did have, you know, Oklahoma and Texas win a national championship. Uh, Michigan won a national championship. Uh, Ohio state won a national championship. Penn state won a national championship. Nebraska won several national championships. Uh, and then you go to the East coast slash the South and you have Georgia tech won a national championship. Uh, Miami, Florida state, Florida, 
Um, Alabama. You can even make the case Auburn with, with the Bowden team. But so all the, actually, if you add Auburn in there, which they should claim it, I guess that then it would be actually at 18. If you look at it from 2006 though, to, to where we are currently just got done with 2021. You have just, but I'm counting eight teams, eight teams that have won the national championship. So, you know, he's got a point there. He's really got a point, but I think a lot of that has to do with the TV contracts. I mean, yes, Nick Saban has done an unbelievable job at Alabama and uh, he has, he has really, you know, taken Bama to an unbelievable level, but also, I mean, most of these teams are sec teams, Uh, Florida, LSU, Bama, Auburn, and Georgia, all won national championships in that 15 year stretch. The only other teams outside of that uh, Clemson, Florida State, and Ohio State, and I guess you can make a claim for UCF. <laughs> but I think he's got a point, and I think a lot of it has to do with the TV contracts, because we saw—I mean, we we know Larry Scott fumbled that TV contract with the Pac-12. He, he was—I mean, he fumbled pretty much everything, every single thing he could with the Pac-12. Uh, and, and they haven't really recovered the same way. The big 12 also, obviously they, they took hits in 2012 or two. Yeah. When they lost Nebraska, Colorado, Texas, A and M, Missouri, they were very unstable. The TV contracts weren't the same. Um, and they're not going to be the same when Texas and Oklahoma leave, which will only strengthen the sec. Um, and then you had the ACC who kind of had a shitty, you know, they, they recently signed a shitty deal and everyone thought it was a good deal at the time, but they're locked into that deal. And they're hoping, I think that ESPN will bail them out of it. And then you have the big 10 and sec, which have flourished since really, you know, since 2006, essentially, you know, all these TV, you know, before there was no sec network, there was no big 10 network. There was no ACC network, pac 12 network, all that stuff. So now that the slice of the pie going to, you know, the big 10 and sec is so much greater than what is happening in the ACC big 12 and pac 12. And I think perhaps that is what his comments are pertaining to. Uh, if I had to guess, I think that, and the fact that that many national, it used to be more of a national championship. This seems like a regional championship uh, that with the exception of Ohio state, every single team has been from the Southeast, you know? So I think that's what he's, he's getting to um, with those comments. And, and I think he's right. I think he's right. And I think he wants to see more balance with that. I don't know how you do it at this point. I think working the NCAA out of all this mix is probably a start. You know, I think that's probably a start, but I don't know. I mean, it's, 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 it'll be interesting to see what Lincoln Riley does at USC and maybe you know, it'll make it more competitive for other PAC 12 teams to get up in the mix. I know Oregon, I guess what Oregon played for a national championship in two, you know, in, in 2000, what was that 14? So potentially, potentially uh, that wasn't that long ago. And and then you have, I don't know. Cause if you look at, I mean, I, I, we didn't count Notre Dame as the team that won a national championship. The, uh, I'm sorry. That played for a national championship from 90 to, uh, to 2005. I mean, they lost 10 to nine to Colorado in 1990. So there were some other teams that got there that uh, I don't know if you took both teams that, that got there, uh, even though I guess they didn't have a playoff back then. So it'd be really hard to, to deem, but regardless, I think that's the point that Nick Saban was trying to make. And I think he's right. I think he's a hundred percent right. 
And uh, yeah, I know people are making fun. I saw Lane Kiffin. He was, he was calling him out, but uh, saying what parody you you've been, <laughs> you know, you've kind of destroyed all the parody, which is accurate, which is very accurate. Alabama puts football first. A lot of other, you know, I mean, shit, we just saw the today or yesterday, Purdue wide receiver, Milton Wright, who is, is listed as their top wide receiver. He was ruled academically ineligible for the Boilermakers this year, unless something happens between now and you know the opening Thursday night week one college football when they take on Penn State. I mean, this is a. I mean, Jeff Brom's done a great job. Whether it was Rondell Moore, whether it was David Bell, and Milton Wright was coming in as one of the, the top receivers in the Big Ten. He's academically ineligible, which is kind of crazy in 2022. We, we we've kind of revealed that. Hey, these football players and basketball players are, are, you know, there's the NIL there's if you're at, at the D one level, especially in football, it seems like academics has taken a, a quite the back seat as it always had, but they'd always try to mask it up with that. But that's a perfect example right there is Purdue still putting it at first. And obviously some of the, like this would not happen. I don't believe this would happen in, in, in the sec or a lot of other schools, you know, including schools in the big 10 or the ACC or uh, you know, whatever, whatever. So Milton Wright, we'll see well, that's something to follow as Milton Wright is, uh, is, is basically saying there, he's not allowed to play football at Purdue this year. So we'll see the things like that have happened before and they end up playing. Um, So perhaps that, that could be what happens there. But uh yeah, I think that's what 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 Nick Saban's comments are getting to is that some people take it differently. I mean, I think Alabama puts football first, and certain universities out there, uh, perhaps like Purdue, don't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We will see uh, in the future because I I still think a big playoff helps solve all of that. You will get balance eventually. I think still out the gates, out the gates. I think it would be. Um, a lot of the same, but I do think with, with a, you know, a 16 team or a 24 team or a 32 team playoff, you would see eventually uh, some other ones come to light, which I think would really help the sport. Um, Let's, let's hop into uh, some of the other, well, I, I guess I'll, I'll just hop in the news right now. Grant Gunnell, former Arizona wildcat quarterback. This guy was a top 15 quarterback recruit. Uh, he transferred to Memphis, then got injured. So, you know, Memphis, I guess had named their starting quarterback. So he is now transferring to North Texas to be with Seth Luttrell. They have a, a number of quarterbacks. I feel like Austin Un or Une, And then they, I, they, I think they got a couple other transfers too. So Seth Luttrell, the old Mike Leach fullback at Oklahoma, loading up with quarterbacks down there in Denton, Texas. Also uh, general booty. Yes. General booty. That is the name of a quarterback that is now going to Oklahoma. I think, I think we have a new favorite player in college football. Why'd I get mixed up with that bitch? Cause she got a great ass and you got your head all the way up it. I'm not saying general booty does, but I mean, we, we are pro <laughs> what a great name. How the fuck do you get named that? General Booty is now uh, is now the quarter uh, a quarterback at Oklahoma. Obviously, Dylan Gabriel is going to be the starter there. The UCF transfer, you would assume, he's reunited with Jeff Lebby, the former 
UCFOC. Uh, but still, great headline. General Booty uh, <laughs> tra- transfers into Oklahoma. Juco transfer. I I hope he gets on the field because this will be a a great thing to cover for for the next couple of years. Uh, what other news? I mean, Dixie State. This one's pretty hilarious. Dixie State. If you didn't know, Dixie State is in the FCS. All right, and Dixie State is uh is is uh, they were D two not that long ago. They jumped up to FCS. They're they're D one basketball now, and they have now ditched the name Dixie State to become Utah Tech. Institute, which is hilarious because they, I mean, what would you call them then? UT that's Texas's thing, right? I think you call them UTI. So what I'm proposing here, shout out to NC Nick on this one, because you get UTI in a, in a series, let's do a four game series against the clits. That is the Charlotte 49ers. And I think we'll have a lot of great entertainment. Well, well, I don't get. They bring the in cold, but they're counting down seven, six, five. Absolutely hilarious news there. I, I thought that was really funny. Why? What was wrong with Dixie State? I don't get it. Utah Tech Institute. Fuck's going on here? Uh, other news: UVA and Tennessee agreed. Tennessee, so BYU had their get. Tennessee was supposed to play at BYU. This is not this upcoming season, but the following college football season, 2023. And I believe that game was canceled. I think it was canceled by BYU because of the big 12 move. Um, but UVA and Tennessee will meet week one. However, it's in Nashville and this gets back to me and Patty C's point. This isn't a neutral site game. I know they want to milk it as a neutral site game. It's like Oregon playing uh, at at uh, what Mercedes Benz Stadium in Atlanta? That is a bullshit neutral site game. That is not a neutral site game. And this one, this is going to be like ninety-five percent Tennessee fans. If they wanted this to be neutral site, you play this at fucking in Charlotte or something. I don't know. Or uh, play this one in Atlanta. But regardless, it should be a, I guess, a decent week one matchup. I know that 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 slate. I know I'm getting way ahead of myself and people are probably like, why are you bringing up the 2023 week one schedule? But there are some, 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 some nice matchups on that. I think that's the same. Uh, I think you get the, uh, what is it? Is it Alabama, Texas? Maybe I forget. I'm trying to trying to find it here, but it, there was a, a nice slate of games to open up the college football season uh, in, in 23 as well. I think the week two is even better if memory serves me correct. Other news: Sam Houston State cancels future series with Sacramento State and Youngstown State because you know Sam Houston State, who recently won the FCS championship just two years ago, they are jumping up to the FBS, so it makes sense that they would cancel all those matchups with the FCS teams that were out of conference, like Sacramento State in the Big Sky or Youngstown State in the Missouri Valley. Um, one other news I thought that was noteworthy before I get to what I think is the college football hot seat and what I'm going to forecast. And we got the mailbag, got some nice questions there, but uh, the Liberty bowl renovations. Yes. That is the Memphis tigers stadium. It's that great stadium where Mike Leach was signing autographs while half the fucking team was fighting. One of my favorite moments in sports. Um, 
actually, I think it's been the home of a couple fights. I want to say Memphis and BYU got in a big brawl down there in a, in a bowl game, not that long ago as well, but uh, they're doing renovations, which makes me wonder. We've heard Mike Gundy talk about this, the big 12, you know, obviously uh, I think they're going to have a couple years with Oklahoma and Texas in there as, as I believe now, uh, you know, next year, it seems like Cincinnati, UCF, BYU and Houston will be in that in, in there. So they'll have 14 teams for a little bit and they're looking to replace Oklahoma and Texas when they depart for the sec. There's been speculation from what I understand uh, that Boise state and Memphis will be potentially those two teams, which would make sense that Memphis would do this knowing that they would have a big, a big chance to step up to the big 12 ditch out on the AAC. And then I think it would be a very, I mean, as a basketball conference, I think that that, that conference is going to be absolutely fantastic as football. I think it would be kind of fun too. I actually think it, it might be uh, more fun than we, we probably thought when we originally just got the news that Texas and, and Oklahoma were going to leave. So I thought that was, 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 you know, worth mentioning there that, that uh, the Liberty bowl classic stadium staying outdoors. I like it. Football should be done outdoors. We know this. Um, but all right, let's, uh, let's, let's talk hot seat college football here. Uh, the, you know, this, I think what 30 coaches a season ago were 30 openings. I don't know that all 30 were fired, but regardless, uh, no, they weren't because some of them just left like Billy Napier and uh, a few others. But before we get there, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by win bet. Make sure to get down on win bets bet $50 win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus the Winbet casino is offering a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a thousand dollars. And of course, don't forget to, uh, to get involved in their same game parlays with wins own build your own bet feature. All users can, can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push on a, basically a three or more leg, uh, build your own bet parlay. Between Thursday and Saturday, players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit winbet.com. That's W-Y-N-N-Bet.com to get started today. Offer subject to change, terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where you play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know is a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. Yes. Now. Look, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy plat- platform going. I mean, I'm on it. I mean, th- th- if you play fantasy sports, you need to be on Sleeper. Um, it's it's really just a game changing product, unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can make money on Sleeper too by playing their new over under game. How great is that? It's very it's very simple. First, in any sport choose two or more players that you like and pick the over under, for example, number of points in a basketball game or, or, or hits in a baseball game, then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. And if you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from, you know, from two times your money up to 20 times the money you put in. And the main reason I'm excited about the over under sleeper is that it's, it's the only app where I can join my buddy's contest and, and kind of just, we could all play together and talk shit to one another. You know, it's great. It's got a, a built in group chat too, where you could just, you know, oh, you piece of shit! You you beat me here. You know, you can you can just talk trash, keep it fun. You know, uh, so I, if I were you, I'd stop what you're doing right now. Download the Sleeper app, uh, and go play their new over under game. 
you know, and have some fun, have some fun with your friends, make some money. Looking to sit back and watch these ball games. Might as well, might as well talk a little shit. All right. You can join our listener group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred dollars. That's right. Join our squad and get the hundred percent deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Yes, yes, yes. Um, all right, let's, let's get back here. We're talking college football. Feel free to hop in the chat over on YouTube. We're doing a big, you know, um, the college football coaching hot seat. And I got these glasses. I feel like I'm fogging up a little bit. Uh, college football coaching hot seat. I think, I think there's a lot that we're going to see in the uh, coming year. I think that, I think this next year will have even more hirings than this year. I really, I really believe that, um, which is crazy when you consider 30, we just saw college basketball have a ton too. Obviously they have way more teams, but I think, I think it will. And I think we could have a trickle down effect. I'm going to make the case for, for a couple. First one that jumps out to me, like that's just the hottest seat going. You think it's gotta be Scott Frost, right? Scott Frost at Nebraska. I mean, the guy has, has he's had his problems and I was a big Scott Frost guy at UCF. Thought he did a great job of the, of being an OC at Oregon when they went to the national championship. Um, obviously played for, for Parcells and, and uh, Tom Osborne, but uh, he has got his work out of him. Cause last year, the, it wasn't only that they, you know, I read a tweet today that they were like 10 plays away from being undefeated. True. But if you watch those games, a lot of it was coaching errors. A lot of it was coaching errors. And uh, so he's 15 and 29 at Nebraska. Scott Frost is. After after going nineteen and seven and two years at UCF, six and seven year one, and then thirteen and zero year two, he is fifteen and twenty nine. But the reality is, yes, they did go three and nine, but they were in every game. I mean, they really should have beat Michigan. They should have beat a lot of those teams they played. I mean, Michigan State had no business winning that game. So it is a big year for Scott Frost. But with me thinking there's going to be all this turnover. I don't think Scott Frost is going to be one of them. Um, I'm, I'm going to pull up the schedule and make, just make my point here that I think, I think uh, Nebraska has a nice schedule for them. First off from the big 10 East, they do draw Michigan. They got to play at Michigan on November 12th, but they also get Indiana, which is in Lincoln on October 1st. And a Friday night game in Piscataway against Rutgers. So getting those three teams, I think is is pretty it's, it's pretty good. It's pretty good to, to to draw them. Then when you look at the schedule, the way it, it shakes out. Now week zero, they're playing the Northwestern Wildcats in Dublin. I went to the Northwestern game in Lincoln. I think Nebraska won like fifty-five to seven. I was there. And I, I was getting drunk because I don't even remember the score. It was a blowout. Um. Obviously, Pat Fitzgerald, I think, only won three games a year ago, but he's normally really good in year two at Northwestern's or normally coming off of a losing season. Year two, the the rebound season. Each time I feel like that they've had terrible seasons, he's responded well uh, and, and took his team to a bowl game, if not the Big Ten championship. But I still wonder the loss of Mike Hankwitz at the defensive coordinator spot is one that uh, we'll see as time goes on if, if Pat Fitzgerald can fix that. Um, 
So I, I got Nebraska winning on August 27th. Then they come home to North Dakota and the FCS is actually a decent FCS, but I think they'll get that done. Then they take on Georgia Southern, Georgia Southern ditching the triple option. And they went and got clay Helton. One of the biggest one, like hiring wonders in my opinion. Uh, I would expect them to be three and oh, and then they're hosting Oklahoma on Saturday, September 17th. They almost beat Oklahoma a year ago. They almost beat Oklahoma a year ago. I think that's the one you circle. Obviously, uh, you know, if he wins that, I think he's good. But even if he loses that, let's just say he loses that. They get a bye week and then they're home to Indiana. So I think they'll be four and one then. Then they're at Rutgers the following week. I, I think you got to favor them over Rutgers. Five and one. Then they do follow it back to back away games. They're playing at Purdue. Let's say they lose that five and two. They get a bye. Then they're home to Illinois. I think six and two. Home to Minnesota. I'll give that one to Minnesota. Six and three at Michigan. Loss six and four. Home to Wisconsin. I'll give them. I'll give Nebraska that one. Seven and and, and f- so I got them seven and five essentially. Final game of the season's at Iowa. Seven and five. I think that saves his job. At six wins, it might even save his job. But I mean, you can make a case that they could if they can get past Oklahoma on September seventeenth, which is the first test for Oklahoma as well. You can make a case that they could be seven and zero to start the season, eight and zero to start the season. We'll see. I think Purdue will get them. I think Purdue will get them in West Lafayette. But uh, so I'm going to say Scott Frost. His seat is piping hot, but I think he is going to get through it. Now, I guess some of the other ones that are just Brian Harson. Auburn already wants him fired. I mean, they they've already tried to do everything. They tried to smear his name in the off season. I mean, just some, you can't even blame them if they suck this year, because I don't even understand Auburn. Auburn's a mess when it comes to this. They run Gus miles out the door is a really good football coach. Brian Harson. They never even give him a chance. It's completely ridiculous. Um, but I would say Brian Harson is another one though. And, and it kind of lines up like Nebraska Auburn's football schedule. It, they, they're at home for like the first two months of the season. So I mean, theoretically, yes, they could still lose these games, but if you look at the schedule, I think you'll say, Hey, you know, they get Mercer and San Jose state to start. Then they're home to Penn state. So, I mean, uh, first off their first five games are all home games, Mercer, San Jose state, Penn state, Missouri, LSU. I think if he goes four and one there, he's safe. Could he go four and one? He could go five and oh there. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not high on Zach Calzada. Um, but wouldn't shock me. Wouldn't shock me. Uh, and uh, you know, what's interesting is weeks. Uh, so Mercer and San Jose state, that's two wins week three. They get Penn state, Jordan Hare stadium, Saturday, September 17th. That is one where I do think both coaches on the hot seat. I know Franklin got the extension, but he needs to have a big year. He needs to have a big year. Uh, so imagine if Auburn beats Penn State. Well, the following week they take on Missouri, and and Eli Drinkwitz I think is on the hot seat too. So he's getting those are both critical coaching games back to back weeks. Um, I I regardless because right after the Missouri game, even if he starts out four and zero, they're home to LSU, which Brian Kelly, LSU more talented, but I mean, it wouldn't shock me if Harson won that, but probably going to lose that. So I got them at four and one. Then, then at Georgia, four and two. At Ole Miss, probably four and three. Um, I just think they don't want them. 
and they're just waiting for that money to drop. You know, his buyout was crazy. So the more time that goes by, the the lower it gets. So I think Harson will be gone at Auburn. Frost stays at Nebraska. I think Harson gone to, to he's, he's out at Auburn. Um, I think Drinkwitz is gone at Missouri. So I think he needs to win seven games. I don't think it's going to happen. I think you look at Missouri's schedule. I know that the first off, we don't even know who they got at quarterback, you know, Connell Basilak's at Indiana. Now, even Robinson, the, the TCU transfer, he's at uh, was, I think he's at Kansas now. Uh, no, Kansas state. I think it is. Um, but Missouri's schedule is even like, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess theoretically, what 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 is enough to keep Eli Drinkwitz at Missouri? Seven and five, right? Because they fired Barry Odom for six and six. Okay, so Louisiana Tech opening Thursday night, SEC Network or no ESPNU. I think that's even a dangerous game if you're Missouri. I mean, but let's say they get that dub. Abilene Christian, that's two. Um, Vanderbilt three. New Mexico State. New newly added uh, SEC team joining a couple of years before Texas and Oklahoma, the Aggies of New Mexico State. I think they also might be trying to join the Big Ten as well this year. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I think Drinkowitz Drinkowitz is not going to make it through this year. I don't think. I mean, I I think he'll make it through the football season, but I think afterwards they're going to say, "Hey, sorry, you know, we 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 were supposed to be better during these three years that you've been head coach." I think he's going to be done. Um, what else can I predict here? Let's see. I'm going to go ahead and say that uh, I think in the, uh, I think Carl Durrell at Colorado will be gone. Uh, it's a big year for him. Um, Colorado's football schedule is insane. I think they get 11 power fives. And their twelfth game is at Air Force, a triple option team that's won ten game that won over ten games uh, a season ago. Troy Calhoun, one of the better coaches. That's who Colorado should hire. Really, is Troy Calhoun. I don't know if they would be smart enough to do that, but okay. So opening Friday night, Saturday, September second, the Buffs get TCU in Boulder. <laughs> I mean, I could even see. I mean, you could even make a case where Colorado could could steal that game because TCU making the transition to Sunny Dykes. I kind of think it's anyone's game. Uh, week two at Air Force. I mean, I actually think that's a tough spot for the Buffs. Wouldn't be surprised. Uh, one and one after two. Then at Minnesota, the Gophers spanked them a year ago. I think Minnesota's ahead of schedule on them. So one and two, three weeks in. Home to UCLA. You got to take UCLA. So one and three at Arizona. Winnable game. Sure. Let's even give them it. Two wins. Uh, bye week. Home to Colorado. Or I'm sorry. Home to California. Justin Wilcox. I would favor Cal. Then at Oregon State, I take Oregon State home to Arizona State. Maybe with a potential dumpster fire that's happening there, they could steal that one. And you're talking at you're talking there, you know, three four wins because after that it's it's Oregon US. <laughs> they have after that they have home to Oregon at USC at Washington home to Utah. Brutal four game stretch. Uh, I don't think he's making it out. I think they're going to go with probably three and nine. Three and nine is was what I kind of see there with the buffs. So I think he's gone. And, and boy, and while we're at it, I think Herm Edwards, Herm Edwards might be the first coach gone because he might get fired before the season ever kicks. 
Um, done a decent job at Arizona State, but I, I think Herm Edwards will probably be done at the end of the year. I know he's quite up there in age. There's a, a pending NCAA sanctions. Um, they have a ton of players that left. I mean, between Colorado and Arizona State, I feel like half their teams got raided in the transfer portal. I'm sure there was a lot of tampering there. Uh, so I'm going to say Herm Edwards. So that means we'll have open jobs at uh, Auburn, Colorado, Arizona State, Missouri. Uh, I got to say, Jeff Collins is, is done at Georgia Tech, right? I mean, there's no way. Georgia Tech should have stayed with the triple option. You know, they really should have because I look at the look at what Collins has done since he's came in there. Absolutely terrible. Terrible. I mean, uh, and and it's not gonna get any better. I mean, I look at their schedule this year, I same. I see th- another three win season. They'll be favored against Western Carolina, Western Carolina, the Catamounts at Bobby Dodd and Duke at Bobby Dodd, which I don't even know for sure. If we give them that, I think Mike Elko is a pretty good hire by the blue devils. Every other game, they're going to be a dog. They might go, they might go two and 10, but they always bite somebody like Miami or Florida state. So three and nine fired Jeff Collins gone out at Georgia tech. Uh, Then we get to Neil Brown at West Virginia. I think, I think this is a, one where, you know, he did land JT Daniels and the, the real problem, Neil Brown's had good defenses there, by the way, they're another team that got completely raided by the transfer portal, them, Colorado and Arizona state should probably uh, have a cup of, a cup of coffee together voice, you know, join a therapy group. Um, but I do think this Neil Brown coaches. De- I mean, like the, the defenses have been well, they've been well better than I expected in Morgantown. It's been the offense that has been the problem. Jared Deggy was a lot of that. Now he's at Western Kentucky. They bring in JT Daniels. Can a, can JT Daniels stay healthy and B can they, uh, can they just take care of the ball better and, and just be a little more efficient offensively? If that happens, I think he could stay, but uh, he, I would say seven wins or bust, I think for, for Neil Brown. And you know, he's probably relieved to hear uh, about the tr- what's going on at Pitt with uh, the tampering as it seems like their star receiver is uh, is out the door and at USC. Um, so, cause they get Pitt opening Thursday night, backyard brawl, Heinz field, September 1st. Uh, after that, I mean, you look at the schedule, say, okay, Kansas Towson, if they can steal that game against Pitt, I think they can get, they can start out three. Um, no, but after that, good luck. Maybe you get K state and Morgantown or TCU. I I just don't see seven wins. I think he's going to go six and six. They'll make the fucking chimichanga bowl. And I think Neil Brown is out at West Virginia. And I like Neil Brown. Um, I think Ryan Silverfield at Memphis is going to get fired this year. Uh, with Memphis, we just talked about them you know, redo, you know, they're renovating the Liberty bowl. They want to jump to the big 12. Well, guess what? Ever since Ryan Silverfield took over that program, it's been going down. So uh, I think Silverfield is out at Memphis. I think uh, who else can we get? Who else is fired? Uh, Satterfield Louisville. I think he's done. They wanted him out. It seems like the alumni wants him out. I even think if he goes seven and five, he's fired. He needs like an eight win season to stay 
uh, at Louisville, in my opinion. So I'm going to say all those guys are fired. I'm even going to say Dino Babers at Syracuse. I like Dino Babers, but I think he's not going to cut it this year. I think they get they're going to go like five and seven or four and eight, and I think Dino Babers fired at Syracuse. So, what else do I have here? I uh, I think Mike Loxley at Maryland, another one. Now this is this one's kind of tough to predict because Maryland did have a seven and six season last year. <clears throat> Um, really six and six regular season. And they beat Virginia tech in a bowl when they had like everybody out. Um, but Mike Locks has been recruiting really well, but they really haven't won much. If that counts as a winning season a year ago, if you're happy with that as a Maryland Terrapin fan, which I don't think you should be. I mean, you look back at last year's schedule, they got their ass kicked in a lot of games. I mean, they beat nobody good. If you add in the Virginia tech win, which I think Virginia tech was starting their third string quarterback. Yeah, Maryland won 54-10 in a bowl game in the pinstripe bowl or whatever it was, right? Um, so okay. That's a good win for the program, even though Virginia Tech didn't have their head coach and they had like 40 players out. I think you throw that one away, but look at the other games. Look at their wins. They beat West Virginia. That's probably their best win. And they won by six in a game they're, I believe they were severely outgained in that game. Uh other than that, they beat Howard. They beat Illinois in a game they should have lost. Um Kent State and Indiana and Rutgers. And to me, it's the way they lost in their other outings. Iowa came into College Park. I was not no well, look, we love Iowa. We love Kirk Ferentz. I think he's one of the best coaches in college football. I was not an offensive juggernaut. They dropped 51 points in College Park. 51 to 14. They blew out Maryland. So that is a what a that was what a 37 point loss to Iowa at home in, in college park. And then they, they lose to, by 49 to Ohio state. They lose to Minnesota by 18. They lose to Penn state by 17. They lose to Michigan state by 19. They lose to Michigan by 41. That was in college park, by the way, they got their ass whooped in every game they lost. So I think it's a huge year for Mike Loxley. I think seven and six, maybe saves him his job. Eight and f- eight, uh, eight and four would probably be, or, or seven and five, you know, maybe, maybe. Um, seven and five. If you did seven and five regular season, it probably would save his job. But here's the here's the thing: is that who are they going to beat? Okay, at a conference, they didn't schedule shit. I mean, they they uh they got Buffalo, Charlotte, and SMU out of conference. I'm assuming they're going to go three and zero, but they could go two and one there. Okay, then they they got Indiana, but it's at Indiana. Northwestern and Rutgers. I think if they best case scenario, they win all of those and win six games. I don't think that's good enough. I think they got to win seven. I don't think it's going to happen. I think Mike's Lockley's, Mike Loxley is going to get fired from the Maryland Terrapins. Uh so that that all those jobs are all open and I, I'm going to add in another one. I'm going to add in Mike Norvell. Um, we've seen the momentum that Mario Cristobal has, has really developed uh, quickly at, at Miami. So Mike Norvell, I think it's a big year for him. And I don't know that they're any good. You look at the, their schedule this year. Now they get Duquesne week zero, but after that they get LSU. I got the one and one. They get a bye week. They're at Louisville. Both coaches 
coaching for their jobs. I think they're probably going to lose that. They'll be one and two home to BC. I think that's a losable game. I, I just, I don't see them having a great year this year. I, I, I really see them. What? Give me one, two, three, four. I think at best case scenario, seven and five, but I think more likely five and seven or six and six. I think he's fired from Florida state. So all those jobs are open now, right? And th- this is what I'm going to quickly try to try to figure out here. I also think Jake Spavadol at Texas state's going to get fired in the sunbelt. It's a big year for him. I don't think, I don't think he's going to get to a bowl. I think he's fired. Um, so this is what I'm going to hypothesize here. And maybe I'm just a, a, a crazy guy with, I think Brom's going to go to Louisville, right? Jeff Brom played at Louisville. All the Brahms played at Louisville. Family's got a rich history at Louisville. He passed the first time, which I thought was, was noble of him stay at Purdue, even though he got paid a lot more money. Um, well, I mean, I think Louisville would have matched that, but I think he was doing the right thing. I think he's going to go to Louisville. I think West Virginia is going to look to hire someone. And I think when they look, they're going to say, Hey, Tom Herman, Tom Herman's been out of football guys. I think Tom Herman, he, I don't know that he deserved to get fired at Texas. We'll see. We'll see with Steve Sarkeesian this year, but I think Tom Herman, well, I, I, I said this when Texas hired Steve Sarkeesian, I thought they downgraded at the coaching position. I think Tom Herman's decent as a head coach. Uh, and I think Sarkeesian is a worse head coach than Tom Herman. If you, if you told me, Hey, we're going to have a football team. Who would you rather have my head coach? Tom Herman all day. Uh, I think he's going to go to West Virginia. He's got Ohio pipeline. It's right there. Um, so give me Tom Herman to West Virginia. I think Auburn, this has already been like known. They were trying to get Harson fired to hire Hugh freeze. And I think it makes sense. Hugh freeze has a from an If you're an Auburn fan, you want this because Hugh freeze was able to fuck with Nick Saban and uh, in Alabama when he was at Ole Miss, I think it fits. I think freeze wants that job. I think Auburn fans want him. Hugh freeze to Auburn leaves Liberty. So now Liberty's open. Uh, as far as Missouri, I think they'll go chalk and I don't like this hire, but I think they'll go, Hey, let's go get an Alabama guy, Bill O'Brien. You're our new football coach. I think it's a lot more of the same, but I, I could see them doing that. Bill O'Brien to Missouri. Uh, here's an interesting one. Dan Mullen has been out of Florida. You know, this year he's not coaching anywhere. Well, he's actually coaching at a high school. Uh, in Georgia. Um, I'm going to make the call here that Georgia tech hires Dan Mullen. He's already living in Georgia. There we go. Georgia tech goes out and gets Dan Mullen, but here's the big one for me. I think James Franklin's not going to get fired by Penn state, but I think there's going to be pressure and I think he's going to bolt out of town for Arizona state. Herm Edwards is, you know, he's gone Franklin to Arizona state. He's got uh, his, you know, I think he started his career at Washington state. So he's got PAC 12 ties, James Franklin to Arizona state. Couldn't tell me you couldn't see that. Tell me you couldn't see that. Um, How about this though? Colorado fires Carl Durrell and they, they hire Chris Peterson to get the program back on track back to where it used to be, you know, in the early two thousands and in the nineties and in in the eighties. That'd be a home run hire. And I'm assuming Chris Peterson, we know he's from California. He's got West coast ties. I could see him jumping uh, at either Arizona state or Colorado. So buffs get Peterson, 
Florida State, which I think this would be a home run hire for them. They go for Jamie Chadwell, Coastal Carolina's head coach. Tell me that doesn't make sense. And then I, I think uh, Chadwell is. I'm surprised he's still at Coastal Carolina. I hope he stays. I hope he stays at Coastal Carolina. I love it. Um, so then I quickly added these things. I got uh, Scott Satterfield goes to Coastal Carolina. Used to be at App State. Coastal App got a little rivalry going on. Maybe. Uh, I got uh, Maryland hiring Joe Moorhead, who's at Akron. F- you know, former Oregon OC with Cristobal, and prior to that, Mississippi State's head coach. Had a winning record, I believe, in Starkville. Um, I got Gary Patterson going to the Memphis. You, this is how Memphis makes that splash for the Big Twelve. The the Liberty Bowl is coming back. You know they're building this thing back, renovating this thing. Great stadium. Uh, their basketball program made the NCAA tournament. I know they have pending sanctions, but it's it, they're still going to be good with Penny Hardaway and Larry Brown and Rasheed Wallace there, right? the football program goes out. Gary Patterson is the country singer. Uh, I don't know if you folks know this, but he, he, you know, he, he's got a strong passion for music. Well, Memphis, different type of music in a way, but Memphis is not far from Nashville, not that far from Nashville, Gary Patterson to Memphis. And he's back in the big 12 where he gets to play TCU. I think that'd be a huge hire for Memphis. I think it makes sense for Gary Patterson. And uh, yeah, so then I got West Virginia going out. Yeah, no, I said West Virginia gets gets Tom Herman. Uh, I got Penn State when Franklin leaves them for Arizona State. They go out and they hire Mike McDonald, the Ravens' defensive coordinator, former Harbaugh guy. He's used to the Big Ten. Not far, you know. Baltimore's not that far away. Think Jay Norvell, who's at Colorado State in year one this year via Nevada, takes the Purdue job. He played in the Big Ten at Iowa. He knows what it takes to win in the Big Ten. Norvell goes to Purdue. All I got left is Syracuse. Syracuse has had the, what happened in the days of the eighties, the seventies, eighties, and nineties when Syracuse was actually respectable. Here's how they bring it back, and this is maybe me being crazy. Paul Johnson. Paul Johnson. I was thinking Maryland because he was at Navy. Paul Johnson's still like he's young enough. So triple option comes to the carrier dome, Paul Johnson to Syracuse. They should do it. And uh, Brian Harson goes to Colorado state because Norvell left. Harson's uh, got a good track record. Still. I think, you know, I think he'll get hired somewhere. He goes to Colorado state. And then all you have open really is what Liberty and Texas state. How about this? Neil Brown. He was at Troy jumps over to Texas state. Liberty coach. O. Orgeron's out of football. Now he's back. Liberty gets a national champion head coach. I don't know. These are me hypothesizing, but I, I, I uh, I'm fascinated with the college football car- coaching carousel every year, but especially this year with so many hot, so many people in the hot seat. I don't know. Maybe it's me being crazy. Um, but I think some of those ones could work out. I really do. Um, Tell me, feel free to tweet at me at the Colby D. You can say, Hey, you're a fucking idiot. You see coach O going to Liberty. It makes sense. They kind of want to be like, they're like, they're like, uh, I feel like they don't care about if like Ordron was getting in trouble, what he was hitting on like a a pregnant woman at a gas station (laughs) who happened to be somehow 
the, the pregnant woman was married to a, uh, like a, a, someone high up in the state. So that started uh, coach O getting fired. Essentially look, Liberty's not going to give a fuck. They don't, they hired Hugh freeze. Perfect example. Hugh freeze was at every strip club in Florida. All right. I mean, making deals with recruits. <laughs> Liberty has no shame. I could totally see it. Question is, does coach O want to go to the bumfuck Virginia? But Hugh Freeze, tell me that wouldn't be exciting. Hugh Freeze at Alabama, Alabama Auburn is back on track, even though Harson should have beat him last year. Um, I think all those ones make sense. All right. I think I, all like some of those ones would be really interesting. Uh, Chadwell to Florida State, uh, P- Chris Peterson to Colorado. You want to talk about bringing excitement back to the Buffs program? Uh, Jeff Brown to Louisville. He's home where it makes sense. I think Norvell to Purdue makes sense. Call me crazy here. Some of those need to come true. Paul Johnson, to Syracuse. Although I don't like the dome team. I would rather see Paul Johnson at Maryland, but I just feel like Maryland, Maryland is, is always gets They're a mess from a university standpoint. Like they fire. Who was, who was the guy I'm drawing a blank on the coach's name, former Georgia tech offense, coach, Ralph Friedrich. They fired him. And like he was their winningest coach in like 40 fucking since fucking bear. Bryant was at, uh, was at Maryland. And they fire him for nothing. And then you had the whole Durkin thing, Matt Canada. I thought they should have retained Matt Canada. They go out and get Loxley. It's been kind of a disaster since then. I don't know why you go for Loxley besides, I guess the recruiting chops. It's a big year. It's a big year in college park, Maryland this year. And and then you, if, if you add in the Mark Turgeon basketball thing, I mean the, 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 they fire Gary. They showed Gary Williams, the door that's a fucking coach. Won him a national championship. Crazy, crazy. So uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Let's get. I got some some questions, and then we'll get out of here. Remember tomorrow, uh, me, Patty, CNC, Nick will be live on the College Football Experience. You can watch it on YouTube, or you can just check it out iTunes, Spotify, all that. Any place you can listen to podcasts. So we will be uh, talking uh, to, to 2022 uh, Week Five College Football as well as uh, some scheduling things. Uh, we'll also hit on Nick Saban's comments as well. So. Subscribe to the college football experience. You're rocking here with pick Dundee. And I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by athletic greens in their AG one supplement. You're probably wondering, Hey Colby, what the hell are you talking about? But what with one, just one delicious scoop of AG one, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day. Right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, your recovery, your focus, your aging, all those things. And it costs them less than $3 a day. I mean, start investing in your health, right? It's cheaper than your cold brew habit. I'll tell you that uh, AG ones. Uh, it, it supports better sleep quality. Who, who doesn't want to sleep better? I mean, come on. Uh, to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. That is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Uh, we're also brought to you by IP Vanish. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? Mm-hmm, that's right. Without added security, you might as be you might as well be giving away all your data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why 
here at SGPN Studios, we use IP Vanish VPN. It makes it, it it's just it keeps you truly private and secure on the internet. IP Vanish uh, helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. That means your private details, your emails, your passwords, your communications, your browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IP Vanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IP Vanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing your speed, you know, on your computers, your tablets, your phones, even devices like your fire stick. When you're streaming, you know, Netflix or whatever, it will keep it all private. I mean, come on. I don't even go online anymore without using IP vanish. Uh, and it's super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button to keep you protected. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use the promo code SGP to claim 70% off your savings. That's IP V A N I S H.com slash SGP. Check it out. I mean, we're just firing away here. College football. I'm excited. I'm excited about everything. <laughs> That's the hard part about like these dog days of summer. I feel like you're just sitting there. You're sitting there saying, Oh man, I'm, I, you know, I read an article and I go, oh, I can't wait for the backyard brawl between Pitt and West Virginia. Then you're like, shit, still, still three months away, four months away, whatever you want to say. Um, but I do have some, some questions. And then like, like I said, feel free, any question you have on college football, feel free to tweet us at TCE on SGPN or myself at the Colby D on Twitter. And uh, we will answer them. We go live tomorrow. Me, Patty C NC Nick. So uh, any of any of those, any questions fire away. You want to know about the backup kicker at uh, Sonoma state? Let me know. Um, but we do have some questions in, in, in the uh, well, first off, I mean, we have some crazy questions here. Georgia Southern's projected win total from Tamata eight, eight, eight. Um, if I had to guess, because it, that's another thing we can't wait for win totals to drop, but Georgia Southern, I think it's going to be a rough year for Georgia Southern going out and hiring clay Helton. Um, look, that's that hire made no sense to me. It really did to ditch the, uh, something that has been so successful with them offensively for so long. And then to go get clay Helton, who to me, to me, if you have two really bad, I think you had two really bad seasons at USC. When I say really bad, like four and five wins to me at USC, that's almost impossible, especially considering that some of those years, Oregon was down when they had a uh, Taggart and stuff. They had no, like, they should be winning that. Like it, that's why I, I would argue that recruiting rankings can be severely overrated every year because USC like is top 10 every year. And the guys went in four and five games. And that wasn't only that. I mean, we get them here. We're in Los Angeles here at the SGPN studios. Like this team's always got penalized. I always felt like they never looked crisp. Um, I think, I think that was a, I think it was a bad hire. I really do. I know his brother's at Western Kentucky. He's been somewhat successful at Western Kentucky, but I don't know. Uh, I know he's from Florida. Maybe that makes sense. Maybe he has, he's more plugged into the pipeline. I don't know. Something like that. But uh, they get Morgan state out the gate, the bears at Paulson stadium. That's a win. Then they're at Nebraska. That's a loss. Then they follow that back to back away. They go to protective stadium where the USFL games are happening for UAB. They're going to lose both those to Nebraska and UAB. Then they come home to ball state. That's a winnable game, but I do think ball state is probably better right now. That's a fringe game, fringe game there for you on the win total. So 
at coastal Carolina. After that is a loss followed by at Georgia state back to back away. It's two sets of back to back away already by October 8th. Ouch. What are you doing to yourselves? So you're going to lose both those. You're home to JMU. I think JMU is better than Georgia Southern. That's a loss. Then you're at old dominion. I think Ricky Ronnie did a great job in year one. That's a loss. You get a bye week. You're home to South Alabama circle that one. That's a winnable game. Uh, then you have a short week as you're at Louisiana. Wasn't crazy about what the raging Cajuns did from a hiring process, but I still think they're more talented than Georgia Southern. I think they get that done Then you're home to Marshall and app state. I mean, the app state games, it seems to always be wild, but I still think Marshall and app state are better than Georgia Southern right now. If I had to guess, I'm going to say the win total for Georgia Southern would be three and a half. Three and a half, if I was in Vegas and they were paying me to set this win total, I would assume that's what it would be. And I would probably, maybe four. But I'll tell you this I'm probably going to take the under. Probably going to take the under in year one. Transitioning from triple option or from option football, I know it wasn't true triple option, but I'm saying like, it shit takes time. So even if Helton ends up working out, I don't think it's going to be this year. So I'm on the under with Georgia Southern. If that win total is what I would set it as a lot of ifs there. All right. Have your car towed all the way to your house. And all you got for me is light beer. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, some other questions like if I could create a college football conference, and not have to worry about location, what schools would be in it? And would you include any of these? Shout out to Noah Beanick. Tweeted this. Any traditional rivalries, military schools, air raids, steel curtain, defense, wishbone, coaching matchups? Sure. I think it's a tough question, though, because I kind of like it. College football, back to its original heyday, has been about tradition and rivalries. Um, a lot of people don't, I think a lot of people forget. They think, well, the NFL is a top dog. Well, it currently is sure. But for a long time, college football was everything that the number one thing football wise to watch. Um, yes. The NFL is a, is a complete juggernaut now, but I, I still think that uh, rivalries are, have gotten lost in the almighty chase for the dollar bill in college football. It's been unorganized and it, and it shows by the fact that West Virginia is even in the fucking big 12. You know what I mean? Like some of these things make no sense. And uh, the sport I don't think has gotten better because of that. So if I, if I were in charge of a conference, I would probably just kind of keep it all regionally. I mean, I don't know if I would shoot. I mean, I, I think it's a tough question to say which one, which conference would, if I, it, would I choose because I would need to know what's happening with the other conference. Would I be able to steal any conference, you know, teams? I, I I'll tell you this. I'd love the thought of Notre Dame in the big 10, but the history that, uh, you know, has happened with, or the ACC. I mean, I don't even like them that much in the ACC, but I, I, I think it's a, it's a very tough question, but yes, you know, what makes college football so great to me is the fact that the game kind of saves itself. You know, I, I talk about this all the time in, in the office here. You know, I, and I love all forms of football, uh, NFL. I, I watch as much NFL as I can. I watch, you know, USFL every game. And, you know, I even watch the CFL in the summer, but, um, those, they, they, they've kind of got stagnant to me, even the USFL right now, as much as like 
Yes. Uh, the New Jersey generals in, in the USFL seem to have a run heavy offense and I I'm loving watching that and same with the, a couple other teams, but um, the NFL is a very copycat offense. I feel like every team's almost the same. That's why I mean, I've uh, yes, there's different players and stuff, but the, it's, it's not the, 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 the familiarity that I grew up with where you'd see the run and shoot against uh, you know, a heavy run oriented uh, New York giants team, you know, or, uh, or Redskins team that, you know, it, it, to me, it was, it was more diverse. We've heard, we've had Mike Leach on the show where he talked about that. Uh, college football still saves that. I think a lot of that is because the players have to graduate or, or, or leave to go to the NFL. I think that the fact the players you're constantly re, you know, Oh, you got to get, you know, new players, new players, new players. And that constantly, I think it saves the game a little bit because I, I find like the value on players, the more valuable the players are, the more they protect them, the more protection it is, the worse the sport is in my opinion. So what's great about college football is that it, that it, it keeps, you know, recycling. And I think that helps purify the game. Now by saying that, I mean, the fact that I can still tune into air force taking on Colorado this year or, you know, army against, uh, I don't know. They've played some, some power five schools lately, army, Oklahoma, when they took on Lincoln Riley, they took them to overtime. I think it's great for the sport when you can have a lot of variations. I, I think the sport thrives when you have rivalries, when you have air raid against, you know, he- run heavy, whether it's flex bone, whatever, whatever you, 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 the, the uh, college football still has that on the FCS level, on the FBS level. Now I will say this, I, it's down to three option teams in the FBS, which scares me. Cause I like just for four or five years ago, you had like six, you had Georgia Southern, uh, New Mexico, um, a couple other teams, Tulane, Will, Tulane, Willie Fritz was running the triple option. Then you had air force army and, uh, and, and, and Navy. So I, I love having that, but I also like having the, the, the pass heavy teams too. I'm not anti everyone. I, I do love running the football, but I like when you can have a pass heavy team too, and you can have the contrast. I think that's always fun. So, uh, or Iowa, what Iowa does with their tight ends, you know, they always have like a fucking great, like five great tight ends. They go play action. They're not, I, I love watching an Iowa football game or against them against, you know, someone that's not like them. Ole Miss, something like that. Um, so that's what I would do. But as far as the naming the teams, I don't know. I don't know what, uh, what I would do there. Um, it would, it would matter, but I would want to preserve rivalries. Like let's talk about this. If I was commissioner of college football, I mean, the first thing I would do was some of these rivalry games have to happen every year. West Virginia Pitt should happen every fucking year. Um, Pitt Penn state should happen every year. Um, Colorado, Nebraska, Texas, Texas, A and M, uh, even Oklahoma, Nebraska. Give me that every fucking year. Uh, I'm probably forgetting. I mean, uh, uh, give me, sign me up for uh, Missouri, Kansas every year. I know Kansas sucks, but I still think it's, I think that that game needs to happen. Iowa, Iowa state every year. Um, some of these ones we've lost. I'm, I'm drawing a, a Virginia tech, West Virginia needs to happen every year. Um, I'm probably forgetting more than that, but uh, 
I would be if 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 I was in charge of college football, they, they would be requirements. Miami, Florida State has to happen, you know, and I would put them on primetime nights. That's another thing that we could do. A, we could do a hypoth- hypothetical here on that is like college football. If they just got organized, I think could be have a large playoff and really, really set up your weeks. You know, like Maction has Tuesdays. Maction does that shit on like uh, mid October. I would just do it all year. At least one game by the Mac every single Tuesday, right? Wednesdays, don't let the Sun Belt have it. Thursdays, I would have Power Five rivalries, but not your major ones. You want Auburn, Alabama, still on a Saturday, but if you could throw, you could throw uh, your second tier rivalries on Thursday nights. Colorado, Colorado State, put that on a Thursday night. Put a, uh, like I said, a West Virginia, Virginia Tech, which actually is on a Thursday night this year. Shout out to college football for getting it right there, or those uh, athletic directors and, and ESPN. But um, all those ones, like Minnesota, uh, Wisconsin—that's a rivalry. Put that on a Thursday night because it gets lost in the luster on a Saturday at the end of the year, you know. And how about this Air Force? You know how we get Army Navy the final week of the season. I've said this forever. Air Force, Navy, and Air Force and Army—they should rotate. Air Force is the one stay, that the the one thing that should stay. But Army and Navy rotate each year. They played on Thanksgiving every year. But so I have rivalry Thursdays, and then you mix in Friday night. You could just still have regular any conference games. But I also think FCS games should happen throughout the week. FCS games after dark. FCS after dark. Friday night or Thursday night or Wednesday night. Make it happen. We would love the so big sky and the Missouri Valley have great football teams. You could throw it up there. Even CAA, even though they lose JMU or the SOCON, um, they need to do more of that. And we can gamble on it now. It's different. I never understood why they didn't do it on weekdays before, but the fact that you can gamble changes everything. If you can put a Montana and Weber state game on a Thursday night, a, I think Yes. Okay. I, I I guess the reason why before was that the TV contract wasn't there, but also uh, you could bring out all your fans. It's easier to bring out fans on a Saturday than a Thursday, which is probably still true, but the TV money, I think for a, a Montana Weber state game, probably with, with gambling, you know, paying a role now, how many States have it legalized it? Uh, I, I would say that uh, more of that should happen. So if he, if I was in charge, there'd be FCS, you know, Wednesday, Thursday night games after dark, come on, they, they just get organized college football. You, you got it all there. So uh, any other questions, which team will finish last in the sec West? That's, I think that's, that's pretty easy. Um, Auburn tigers, Auburn tigers. I think that there'll probably be decent odds to finish last in the sec West. Uh, do I think USC will run the table in the pac 12 this year? No, no, I don't. But let me just double check. I don't even uh, look. I think people, I get it. The PAC 12 hasn't had a playoff team, but I think it's a better conference than people realize. And I, I think uh, another thing is the terrain that, that you have to play in by playing road games in all different terrain. You one week you're in the desert. The next week you're in, you know, pouring rain in Corvallis or, or a high altitude in Boulder or Salt Lake city. I think that is always tough especially, you know, if you're a little LA beach team. So um, 
no, I don't. I th- look. I see. I see right now. I'm pulling up the schedule now. Shout out to uh, the Pac-12 finally not giving their their best teams back-to-back away games. As Oregon, I don't think has one either. But USC definitely doesn't. As I'm looking at the schedule right now, uh, I would say. Well, Stanford seems to always have their number. Watch out, Tanner McKee is going to be a first-round draft pick. Saturday, September 10th. Uh, I would circle the game Saturday, tw- uh, September 24th at Oregon State. I think that is one that could bite him. And then the big one. Saturday, October 15th at Utah. Kyle Whittingham's a great coach. They're going to lose that. I would favor Utah. Uh, and then even the the Rose Bowl game against UCLA. Dorian Thompson Robinson's back. Wouldn't surprise me. Wouldn't surprise me. Uh, so, uh, no, they're not going to. I get it. You should be thrilled that Lincoln Riley's your coach, but I don't think you're just going to automatically. Another thing is Lincoln Riley, even at Oklahoma, would lose a lot of regular season games to, to not a lot, but I feel like once a year, you would see them lose to K state. I think K state's won like two of the last three, Matt Campbell and Iowa state. I think you're going to see more of that uh, happen in the, in the pac 12. So um, will this season be the year that someone outside the sec wins at all? Probably not. It's four team invitational. Uh, ESPN has got their hand in the pie, so to speak. Um, Alabama is going to be really fucking good. Georgia should be really fucking good. If it is, I think it will be Ohio State. Um, but other than that, I don't see any other team. I don't think Clemson's there. I don't think so. No, I think uh, USC would probably be your best bet, but I think they're a couple years away. Um, so Ohio, if so, Ohio State. But I, I highly doubt it. Uh, only two more questions. Well, which team is this year's Cincinnati? Could it be Cincinnati? <laughs> I think it could be UCF or Cincinnati. Um, other than that, I don't know. I mean, uh, what group of five team really could make a run BYU before they join the, the, the big 12, maybe, um, I would say Boise, maybe Avalos year two. They lost a lot of close games. Same, same, same. I don't think Utah state, they got bam on the schedule. Uh, so I would say those same teams, maybe how about this throw UTSA in that mix. UTSA is an interesting team. Maybe they could do something. Maybe the Houston Cougars. I don't know, but UTSA no, cause they play each other. I think UTSA is because the, the, the conference USA is weak. They could have a deep run. Um, and what else do I have? What else do I have in this mailbag here? Uh, who was going to win the Patriot league says stacking the money. You know, when it comes to FCS football in the Patriot league, you know, I like to back Bob Chesney's Holy cross crusaders. Yes. They won. They beat an FBS team a year ago. Yukon at Yukon. They play at Buffalo. I believe this year, watch out Maurice Lindquist as uh, the crusaders of Holy cross. They're a team to watch out for. They got that uh, quarterback. What is it? Uh, uh, he's pretty good. He he replaced Connor Dejenhart. Same, I think is Matthew Sluka. Sluka, watch out for him. He can play. So give me the Crusaders to win the Patriot League. All right, folks. This is the college football experience. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. Uh, me, Patty C, and NC Nick will be back tomorrow. We talk college football five days a week on the college football experience. So subscribe. Tell a friend. We're going to break down all 131 FBS teams plus an FCS preview. We got you covered. 
We're also on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Tweet away your questions. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C831. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore NICK. And uh, sports, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. They always have the best stuff. You know, we, we talk college football on there all the time. We have future episodes out. Uh, so check out the Sports Gambling Podcast. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. It is, look, it's NF- NHL playoff time. Check out the NHL gambling podcast. It's NBA playoff time. Check out the NBA gambling podcast, triple crown. Check out the notorious OTB podcast. It's fantastic. Um, and the golf gambling podcast. Golf's always doing stuff. We just got a lot of, a lot of the, the NASCAR gambling podcast. I mean, shit, they were at a race this past week. Had like footage from the fucking, uh, from the, uh, the pit. You know what I mean? It's like, we had guys basically giving giving the car a fucking tune up. All right, so check us out. All right, Sports Gambling Podcast, Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Get the SGPN app. Check out the Slack channel, Sports Gambling Podcast. We're always talking college football in there. And uh, yeah, I mean everything in the Slack app. You can honestly find every single sport. You want to know who's going to win the BMX four thousand going on in like I don't know Rio de Janeiro. We probably got you covered in the Slack channel. So check out all that stuff. All right, folks, till tomorrow. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. You come from an undone under.